Julian. I'm Brooke, and this is Strategy Sip, your one-stop podcast for all things culture and commerce. So what's the download for today's topic? Today is November 4th, and I'm trying to keep politics out of this because I think we both really need the escape. Am I right? Yes, totally. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about something that Julian and I both really love and I think bonded over really early on, which is shopping and specifically holiday shopping because we love holiday shopping, the whole experience the lights, the music, the food, the action, just like shopping for people that you love. I think it just brings you joy. Mm-hmm. This holiday is going to be unlike any other holiday season. We know people aren't attending the same holiday parties or dinners, and they're really going to be working with different budgets. So, And also not traveling as much, so it's hard to see family. And while all of that sounds like a buzzkill, it's not that much of a buzzkill. It just means that the holidays are going to be different this year. The NRF is actually expecting pretty healthy spending, with consumers planning to spend around $997 this holiday season, which is about $50 less on gifts and holiday items like food and decorations and and non-gift purchases for themselves. Good. I don't know about you. Yeah, right? I I think that was higher than I was expecting. And I don't know about you, but I've already started some of my holiday shopping. Have you done any of yours yet? I have. Ooh, we are both planners, so it makes sense. Right? (laughs) But I've also got my, my white elephant gift exchange that I really need to plan for in advance. And last year, a lot of the white elephant gifts, they were experiences I think I got tickets to a show in Vegas last year, which was awesome. And I gifted someone uh, an overnight at Magic Castle. Just like really cool experience gifts. We try to keep it that way. But as you can imagine, this year, that's going to be really different. And I was starting to think about that. And then I started to see studies come out about sort of the same concept with about 70% of respondents saying that they're shifting their spending from you know, these services and experiences to more retail products, because how are you going to gift experiences at this rate? Right. Right. And then lastly, the the major shift here happening is that 30% of consumers expect to start their holiday shopping even earlier this year, with only 10% expecting to procrastinate. And I think that's something we've seen every year. It gets a little bit earlier every year. But this year in particular, people are expecting delays in shipping, which makes sense because so much happening on e-commerce. I don't know how retailers are going to keep up. I'm overwhelmed for them. And about about 700 million gifts are at risk for not arriving at homes before Christmas. So it's good that shoppers are starting early. Totally. That sounds like such a... Um, night with Mare to deal with in the morning if the gifts totally. don't arrive on time. Like, what oh are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. That's why we start early. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was our summary for today. Thank you for that. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right, in terms of you talked about last year, a lot of the gifts you guys gave, which were really good gifts, it sounds like, um, were experiences and 
you know, they talk about millennials and millennials like to spend their money on experiences. But this year, that's totally been overturned because you can't really go on any. So it's just interesting to see trends like that kind of stop and then get turned upside down because of things we can't control, like the pandemic. 100%. And I think me and you were so in that kind of millennial pocket with agreeing that experiences were just you know, the better gift to give and something that you could really hold on to. So it'll be interesting to see how this shift kind of sustains with time, or is it something that will come back to experience gifts in the future? I'm interested to find out. Julian, can you give us your three post-its for today? The most important things to keep in mind for holiday shopping this year? Yep, let's do it. So The first post-it I wanted to talk about, of course, is Amazon Prime Day. Did you get anything? I'm so glad you brought this one up because I ended up not getting anything for the first time this year. Even though I had multiple things in my cart, it just didn't seem as exciting as usual. Like The closest thing I came to buying was a Roomba, and then I was like, I really don't need this. What about you? Yeah, so that's that's the interesting thing that I wanted to dig into today is the fact that Amazon Prime Day just seemed sort of, I don't know, it fell flat. Like if I were to assign a sound to it, I would call it womp womp. That's <laughs> like so it's, true. It just came and went. And any stories about people getting anything they were super excited about, um, a lot of the deals, and I know this happens every year, but a lot of the deals were still available even after um, the two days were over. And so it just didn't seem, um, you know, like a lot was going on. What I did notice was that they made an effort to focus on small businesses this year. So, you know, I know both of us have read the backlash they received because of just prioritizing employee safety, especially the warehouse workers with all the demand from COVID this year. So I think they were trying to focus their efforts on sort of helping the community more. And they had a small business deal. It was small, but it was still nice. They offered us spend $10 on a small business and get $10 back um, for people to spend. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. But it kind of sucks that it fell flat this year because I feel like that could have made such an impact had it been last year with all that excitement. It's too bad that this year was sort of a letdown, you know, for those small businesses. I agree. And I don't know that they advertised that deal heavily. Um, I just know when you did purchase with a small business, you would get an email and say, oh, now you have $10 credit. So I felt like they it was a little bit low key. Um, but they did say that small businesses made $3.5 billion on Prime Day this year, and that's 60% up from last year. So pretty okay. significant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, as I was reading about this, I just started to Prime membership and Prime Day in general. And I saw that Prime membership has been around for 15 years. I didn't realize. What? Yeah. When did you become a Prime member? Um, I think it was 2000. It wasn't that long ago. I would say maybe five years ago. Yeah. So Yeah, you're, you're pretty much a loyalist now. <laughs> I think for me, it was, I didn't even realize it was a thing really until I got to college and they kept pushing that like college prime membership deal. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been at it for a while, but I had no idea it was 15 years. Same. 
So moving on to post-it number two, um, you talked about it in your summary, but basically looking at how holiday shopping is going to be really different this year. And a couple things stood out to me. Um, Black Friday is no longer that huge temple shopping day, which makes sense because a lot of it was tied to physically shopping at retail. So this year, Cyber Monday is actually the queen of shopping days. And 70% of people said that they're planning to shop online more than they usually do. I'm in that 70%. I am too. <laughs> in terms of what's important to them, of course, price, as you mentioned, this year is a struggle for a lot of people. So prices and deals have really rose to the top again. But another thing that I read that I thought was really interesting is that 54% of shoppers said the outcome of the 2020 election will determine how much they spend. So it's interesting that it, you know, it has that big of an impact on commerce. I think it makes sense, but I never really thought about it that way. Me either. Um, and then the last one is people also talked about environmental impact. So while prices and deals have to be top of mind for people, a lot of people are also focusing on buying products that do good for the climate, um, for waste and all of that, which I really liked 61% of consumers said that environmentally friendly purchases like secondhand clothing or even products that use compostable packaging will be really important for them this holiday season. That one makes me really happy because something we've seen as a result of COVID is sort of this decrease in, in helping the environment, right? Like we've put our health and safety first and a lot of the government is telling us, you know, switch back to plastic bags and things that we were right. like forbidden to do before. So I'm happy that people still care about the environment and this is still top of mind despite what else is happening around us. Definitely. And it's it's created this shopper profile that they're calling purpose-driven and having this purpose-driven mindset and being really conscious in terms of what type of businesses you're spending your money with and making sure that those companies align with your values. So earlier you asked if I um, did any holiday shopping this year, and I actually just purchased a couple of really nice jigsaw puzzles that were all painted by female local artists. So I'm really I excited to see. I'll show, show you. Me. Okay. Um, and then the last thing about holiday shopping is that people have been more willing to try new brands this year because of COVID. Um, but that behavior really is for online shopping. I think people, especially as we, we, you and I talk about this a lot, seeing new brands on Instagram and just being able to click buy and try it out. Not a big deal, right? Um, but in terms of brick and mortar, people are only going to retailers that they're super comfortable with, which makes sense. Because they want to feel safe and like they know the lay of the land. Exactly. So um, they're going to cut back on going to retail in general. But if they're going, then they're going to a familiar place where they know exactly what to expect. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Then my last post-it is a fun one. I really want to talk about toys. And so in our Halloween episode, I really think toys are to the holidays like candy is to Halloween. So true. And toys, they're a key category that have pretty much migrated online, similar to books. And the reason for that is parents are just trying to find the best 
price, but also they want to get the toys quickly. I don't think the behavior is really so much taking kids to a Toys R Us or a KB Toys. I mean, a lot of those don't even exist anymore and having kids pick the toys out. But now it's really about knowing what's that popular hot toy of the year and how do I get it fast? And if I can get a good deal on it, even better. And I think for that reason, Amazon, Walmart, and Target are the top retailers for toys. Um, and they also do exclusive partnerships with Lego and Disney. Um, and they create these top toy lists of what's popular. But um, COVID-19 has affected the toy industry also. And you know, the top toys of the year, they used to be determined by blockbuster movies. Um, and so a dilemma that they have, the toy companies, is they don't know what the hot toy is going to be this year because mm-hmm. there haven't really been blockbuster movies. And also kids go to school and they talk to each other and they hype up the toys on the playground. So because there's no playground chat happening this year, it's kind of, you know, like, People aren't sure what that's going to be. And so what retailers are doing, they're trying tactics from both ends of the spectrum, meaning they're tapping into nostalgia, but they're also trying out brand new platforms. So an example of that is Target. They're going to be exclusively carrying the giant piano mat from the New York toy store, the one from big that Tom Hanks made famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they're exclusively carrying that piano mat. So if you're interested, Brooke, you got to go to Target. (laughs) Thank you, Julia. (laughs) Um, And then on the other hand, a lot of toy companies are using TikTok and they're partnering with influencers to make these toys go viral. So I've never heard of this toy company. Um, It's called Zuru. And they have this line called Five Surprise Mini Brands. And it's so interesting. So it's basically those little toys that are mystery boxes, right? And you open them and you don't know what you're going to get. I love those. And these are mini versions, meaning you can unwrap a tiny bottle of Dove soap or a little jar of Skippy peanut butter. (laughs) Like, it's so interesting to me that, like, this is a toy that's gone viral with TikTok influencers, Um And there's even um, special ones like glow in the dark or shimmering ones or gold ones. And so anyone who plays Pokemon can kind of relate to this because there's also shiny and rare and gold Pokemon. So it kind of gives people incentive to keep buying because you're hoping that you might unwrap a rare one. I just thought that was so interesting that the hot toy of this year that's going viral is little mini versions of just home goods and things like that that is super interesting so I'm wondering did you read about like kids reactions to this are they really excited about this or is it more adult kind of targeted I think I think the great thing and why Zuru is seeing so much success is that it's both because kids cannot resist unwrapping and surprises. So it's almost like whatever it is, they'll get excited. But because they're mini, I'm sure it works with their other toys, you know, and they can play with them. And then as adults or even people um, our age, it's like these are nostalgic brands. So it's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. I don't think I'm going to get one, but I might watch some videos. Yeah, that sounds so cute. And now it's time for our tea break. 
because today's episode is all about the holidays and how people are shopping differently for gifts, I felt like today's tea had to be sort of on topic. But we're also recording this on November 4th, meaning we were up late last night. We don't know who our president is going to be. And it's the only thing that most of us can think about right now. So I was like, okay, how do I combine these two topics for our tea? How do I make politics and gifts merge into one? Julian, I bet you're wondering where I'm going with this. Yeah, it's like a riddle. (laughs) I don't know if you're going to like the answer. My answer is the Kardashian family. Interesting. (laughs) For those of you like Julian who don't necessarily indulge in reality TV, you'll learn that I love reality TV. We'll probably do an episode on it one day if I can convince her. But for anyone who doesn't know, the real queen of reality TV and of the Kardashian family is Kim K. And her husband is no one other than Kanye West, who did, in in fact, appear on this year's ballot for VP, even though he claims that that was a mistake and that he was actually running for president. So that's my tie-in there. There's some sort of, you know, politics tie-in. But what I want to talk about today is something that Kanye West is actually really, really good at, and I don't think it's about uh, becoming president or vice president. He is an incredible gift giver. So in the past, Kardashians have always shown kind of their big, elaborate gifts. They've gifted each other cars and private islands and private concerts, like just really elaborate, over-the-top gifts. And they're always amazing and usually filmed. But this year... Kanye's gift to Kim went viral, and even for someone who doesn't watch reality TV and despises the family, I think, you know, it's probably the most meaningful gift I've ever seen someone give, and it's really aligned with what we were talking about with some of the the shifts in gift giving, but essentially, Kanye created a hologram of Kim's late father, Robert Kardashian, so you remember, yeah, you remember that hologram of Tupac that he, when he performed at Coachella, so it was, I do. I was there. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> okay, so you know. And, you know, Kim had this really special relationship with her father, and he was unable to obviously be at her 40th, along with so many other big moments. And Kanye basically cut together a birthday toast given by Robert to give at her birthday party. And it was a walk down memory lane. It was him singing her favorite song that they used to listen to on the way to school in the car. And it was so beautiful that even for someone like you that doesn't like reality TV, I get it. But I I would recommend watching this because it brings me to tears now. It was just so beautiful and moving and just, you know, in the spirit of the holiday season, an inspiring and thoughtful gift. So I wanted to bring the two topics together with some sort of positive spin for today. That's amazing. I did not read about that at all. I think I read about how they all went to an island and were able to spend time with each other. So they're also, yeah, they're getting hated on in the news right now, too, because they're posting these, like, really luxurious pictures and bikinis on a private island, and people are hating on them for that, which I get it. But I was like, hey, let's focus on the positive part of this. And this was such a unique gift that's also gone viral. So why not talk about the good stuff today? I agree. I like that story. It's pretty cool. Okay, good. You have to check it out now. All right. Well, that's all we've got for you guys today. Thank you for sipping with us and cheers. Cheers.